following is a special presentation of the Mars Attacks podcast, member of Talking Metal Digital. This is Kurt Winstein from Crowbar, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Uh, hey, what's up? This is Liam from Cancer Bats. Hey, everybody, what's happening? This is John Bush. Hey, what's up? This is Joey Z from Life of Agony. Hey, everybody, this is your big... Gene What's up? This is Doc Coyle. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attack. Hey, this is Rex Brown from Kill Devil Hill. Hey, this is Richard Christie from the band Charred Walls of the Damned on Metal Blade Records. Hey, this is Chris Mars from Six Feet Under. Hey, what do you say? Be careful because Mars Attacks. This is Bobby Blitz from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hey, this is uh, Guillermo Izquierdo from Angelus Apatrida, and you are listening to Mars Tax Radio. Some kneel before an altar, others engage in pagan rituals. Here, we just worship music. Welcome to the worship series on Mars Attacks. Here is your host, Victor. Welcome, one and all, to episode 98 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And this is a continuation of the Worship Music series. This time around, we have Guillermo Izquierdo from the Spanish band Angelus Apatrida helping us uh, by picking some of the bands that you will hear during this episode. Not only his band, but other bands from Spain. So, this episode will be Worship Spanish Metal. So, there you go. Uh, we did the previous episode on Middle Eastern Metal, and this is something that I always you know, want to do, is help, help promote bands from over here in Spain. Uh, it sucks that my original podcast, when I started out with it with Fusion Sonica, that uh, the idea was to sort of introduce um, certain bands to people here in Spain that they may have never heard of or contemplated listening to. And when I started up Mars Attacks, I wanted to do vice versa every now and then, do a show where, you know, bands from here in Spain were featured. Uh, Unfortunately, things have sort of broken down on the Spanish side of things, so uh, it was cool to catch up with Guillermo. Uh, if I would ever consider a band friends per se, uh, it would definitely be Angela Sapatrida because they have been very supportive of a lot of the things that I do with the show. Uh, they've always been great to me when I've gone out to see them, interview them, so on and so forth. And I actually took guitar lessons from uh, their guitarist David for a while there. And um, don't blame him <laughs> for my... Uh, Lack of guitar skills, but uh, anyway, he tried. Um, yeah, so anyway, Angelus Patrick is about to release Hidden Evolution uh, this month, January 2015, 2015, however you want to say it. It will be released around the world. The album is great. I've had it for about a month now. Uh, I'm not just saying this because I'm friends with the band. I truly feel that it's going to be a album that will be on my top 20 list of uh, 2015 come the end of the year. I think the album is just that strong. Uh, the band has consistently 
I think, progressed and gotten better and better as time has gone by. Uh, I think people sort of pigeonholed them to say, oh, well, they're just a thrash band. And I think they're showing that they're much more than just a thrash band. They are a thrash band, but they also are a metal band, a heavy metal band, as Guillermo goes on to say, because this album does show a lot of different influences that isn't just thrash metal. Nothing wrong with thrash, but it's cool when bands push the limits. Um, to me, for example, uh, the last Exodus album, you know, the, the work that they did with Rob Dukes, I think, was, was fantastic. I'm not the hugest Exodus fan, but I listened to this last album, and there are two songs that stand out to me. Everything else just seems like a version B or C of, of those tracks, and that's just my opinion. It's subjective, and you guys can form your own opinions by listening to the album, and if you thought that um, that it was a good album, hey, you know, more power to you. Uh, I just think the album could have been stronger. I actually enjoy Rob's work with Generation Kill more, but that's a conversation for another day, and we're steering off track. But... Um, uh, back to uh, back to the episode. Yeah, so so we're gonna feature songs from Angela Sapatrida. We're gonna feature songs from other bands that come from here in Spain. Uh, we're gonna jump through a bunch of different genres and subgenres of hard rock and metal, and um, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Some of the stuff is in English. Some of the stuff is in Spanish. So if you don't like the the Spanish vocals or whatever, just bear with us. There is stuff in English. I know that there are some people that will only listen to stuff in English. But um, if you listen to Ramstein, for example, that's German. <laughs> I'm guarantee that most people in the States that are listening to that have no idea what they're singing about. So um, anyway... So give it a chance. That's what I'm trying to get at. Anyway, remember to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mars Attacks Radio. Follow us on Twitter, Mars Aries 2005. Go to the G Plus page. It is uh, plus Mars Attacks Radio. And go to iTunes and leave us... A comment. We haven't had any new comments in a while. Uh, we have had some people comment on Twitter and on Facebook regarding uh, enjoying various episodes, enjoying the best of 2014, enjoying the last classic albums, and enjoying the My Favorite Kiss series. So glad you guys are enjoying all the different things that we are doing with the the show here um we will have a new episode of my favorite kiss out shortly another classic album series uh, or another entry into the classic album series i should say uh which will focus on ozzy osbourne's blizzard of oz and we should also have a decades episode out shortly um i'm trying to Hook up with a specific co-host to try and get that one under wraps. If you haven't checked the first installment of the Decade series, we basically started off in 2014, went back to 
2004, 94, 84, and 74. So since we're now in 2015, what we'll do is start off in the present, go back 10 years, 20, 30, 40 years, and just talk about music that took place or music that came out uh, during those years, different events that took place during those years uh, with regards to music. And we'll play tracks from each of those years. So we usually do one song from each. And uh, it's a lot of fun revisiting, you know, the the different years. And um, I think it's interesting because you always have people that say, oh, you know, they never release anything good anymore. And I think that there's always something good that comes out. Music is very subjective. It's very emotional. So depending upon when an album came out, it's going to mean more to you uh, than someone else. You know, someone who listened to Master of Puppets when that first came out, uh, that may be their favorite Metallica album. But believe it or not, there are kids out there that the Black Album is their favorite Metallica album. So, you know, it's all depending on when you listen to it where you were in your life, and so on and so forth. So, uh, anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to do a block of covers. And we're going to kick things off with a cover that Angela Sapatrida did for a magazine's anniversary over here in Spain. They did a cover of Machine Heads, Old. You may not have heard this before, uh, so check it out if you're a fan of the band and you're stateside. Uh, this may be the first time that you'll be listening to this, and I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Angelus Patrida doing Old.
So on that same covers compilation, you had the band Chrysix, who has just announced that they will have news on their forthcoming album out shortly. Been trying to hook up with those guys for a while. I tried to help them out with some language-related things. You know, I tried to start up a a business per se um, of doing. Translations for bands over here, translations of uh, PR releases and translation of lyrics are, are helping, you know, sort of mold lyrics in the sense that a lot of bands have, you know, a good idea of where they want to go, but grammatically it isn't correct. And I mean, I think if you want to be taken seriously in, you know, the U.S. market or the U.K. or Australia or someplace where they speak English, I think you got to be on top of your shit. Uh, if you're not, then I think a lot of people are not going to really listen to um, to what you have to say. Um, so, yeah, I tried to help them out, and they poo-pooed me. But uh, anyway, still want to uh, help promote the band. Um, this is... A cover of a band that my good friend Mark Striegel from Talking Metal um, did love. Uh, This is Ghost, saying that he loves the band Ghost. This is the uh, track Year Zero, a track that he absolutely loves. And see if you guys um, like this cover of the track and look out for the new Chrysix album 
when it does come out. first time that I actually saw Angelus of Patrick alive uh, was at a festival in Oviedo, which uh, is uh, to the west of me, and um, the band headlining, or one of the co-headliners was Angelus of Patrick, but the band that 
gave me passes and it was the first time that I met up with them. No, it was actually the second time I met up with them. It is the band Hell's Fire. I've played them on the show before. If you've followed uh, the show, you'll have heard me mention them in the past. Uh, Big Mario and the guys have always been great. First band to ever include me in their liner notes. Very cool to see that. But um, anyway, uh, this is Hell's Fire doing their rendition of the Black Sabbath classic, Neon Nights. Not sure how this is going to be released. They do have a YouTube video up there, and you can check that out. I did write Mario and ask him uh, what they were going to do, and he said that they're putting something pretty special together and that he would let me know as soon as he possibly could. So, uh, here we go. This is a little, uh, this is a little Hell's Fire with the track Neon Knights, which originally appeared on the album that we featured last time around on our classic album series, which was Black Sabbath's Heaven and Hell. Check that out if you enjoy the album series or if you're new to it. It's basically a bunch of... Artists, musicians, producers, so on and so forth that comment on a specific album. It can be either written or in podcast format. And with the podcast, last time around we had Charlie Benante, we had Vinny Apice, we had uh, Gene Hoagland, uh, Michael Wilton from Queensryche. Uh, we had a bunch of different guests, received a lot of great reviews by people that wrote me directly and thanks for everyone that shared their comments thanks for the support and thanks for listening hope you enjoy this episode as well without further ado this is neon nights by hell's fire Never left. Nothing's in the past. It's 
up next is another band that Guillermo mentions during the interview. This is Tundra. They're an instrumental band, much in the sense that a lot of these, I don't know if they're post-metal or whatever you want to call them, bands uh, like Faloch, I believe that's how you pronounce it, not exactly sure. <laughs> you know, I don't want to commit the old uh, Bofamit, <laughs> Bofame, um, where Mr. John Astronomy did correct me. Hope to hear John back on Talking Metal soon. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so if I'm going to play anything by a band and if they have anything with the word Mars involved, uh, the name of the track is Marte, and in parentheses, Mars. Marte is basically uh, Mars in Spanish. So here we go. Let's check out this track by Tundra.
Now, here's a band that, although they're a regional band per se, local band, if you will, because they're extremely close to where I am, they're good friends as well. Uh, lead singer, guitarist, is actually a surgeon. The bass player is a nurse. Uh, the drummer actually has worked for various sports publications here in Spain. And the other guitarist is a teacher. Due to their jobs, they've never really pushed the boundaries of touring as much as perhaps they should have uh, or trying to push the band beyond uh, Spain itself. The band is Wayne. Um, I've mentioned them plenty of times. I've worn their t-shirts during various interviews and whatnot. Uh, but anyway, uh, they released a video a little earlier little earlier this year, I was going to say, yeah, um, we're 14 days in. No, <laughs> they released a video towards the end of last year, damn it, and the name of the track is Azores in English, Azores in Spanish. Um, the Azores are a um, archipelago, um, which belongs to Portugal, actually, Um this comes off of a vinyl split that they put out a little while back. Uh, back in, let's see, back in 2012. So uh, we're almost three years since since they've put something new out. I see that they're working on new material. And actually, this material is somewhat old because it took about a year for them to put this out because the Basque band that was on the other side of the vinyl, this was a split that they released, um, couldn't get their shit together, basically. <laughs> no, actually, they took a, a very long time to put the uh, album together, or, or their tracks together, I should say. So uh, between that, pressing the vinyl and whatnot, uh, it took a while for it to come out. Anyway, love this band. Bunch of great guys. So anytime that I can plug them or include them in various episodes, I do. Uh, since we're talking about metal from Spain, here I bring you Wayne with their track Azores. <laughs>
right, little Wayne there. We're going to get into one other track before we jump into the Angela Sepatrida episode, or part of the episode, I should say. Some of you are saying, finally, what I came to listen to. <laughs> so, hope you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. Uh, this next track is by the band Vita Imana. Name of the track is Seis Almas. Seis Almas means six souls. Here we go with a little Vita Imana. Yeah. 
remember to support the bands you love and go to our Amazon link and purchase any of the albums that are or tracks off of any of the albums that are featured during this episode uh, or go to iTunes and check them out. Even if you only just purchase the one song, show the bands your love. Uh, if you go the Amazon route, you're helping us out as well. Just click on the Amazon link to the right of the Mars Attacks radio homepage and anything you purchase on Amazon, well, we get a kickback from that. You don't pay anything more, but we get a small, small um, donation sent our way. Uh, you can also donate to the show by clicking on the donate button and donating whatever you can um, via PayPal. Uh, anyway, we're going to do a sound sample here of something off of Hidden Evolution by Angela Sapatrida before jumping on into the actual interview with Guillermo. Uh, this track, man, the intro just really blows my fucking mind. And um, see, here's the thing. When you have someone that's doing this, this guitar intro, as your guitar teacher, when you're a limited player like I am, uh, and you're taking lessons from, wow, someone who's just completely amazing, can play pretty much any track forwards and backwards, and is just ridiculous playing. You hear him play something like this, and he he gives you lessons or exercises or different things where it just absolutely blows your mind, and Although I would try to do them, and, and I do admit that having two kids makes it very difficult to practice, but um not going to use that as, as an excuse, but man, I did learn a lot from him, and there are tracks that, um, uh, that he gave me pointers on for things that I had been recording in the past. Hopefully, I'll be able to resurrect that project in, in the um, near future. Uh, but there were little tidbits that he helped me with and, and things, just different pointers and different advice. Not that he played on anything, but um, anyway. Uh, the name of this track is First World Terror. And just check this out. I mean, it, this intro is just so cool. Um, we're going to listen to a sound sample of this and remember to go out and get the album if you enjoy the track, if anyone's looking for the vinyl or whatever, I'm not sure if Amazon is going to have that, but uh, I'll be able to get my hands on some vinyl because it is going to be sold here in Spain. If anyone in the States wants it, just give me a shout out and we'll see what we can work out to actually send that to you statewide, stateside, I should say. But uh, anyway, yeah, here we go, a little first world terror, and then we're going to jump into our interview with Guillermo Izquierdo of Angelus Apatrida.
are joined once again on Mars Attacks by our good friend Guillermo Izquierdo from the Spanish band Angelus Apatrida. Guillermo, how are you tonight? Uh, pretty fine, Victor. Thank you so much for for this time. Excellent. So the last time that we did an official interview, uh, we talked about the call when, when that came out. And this time around, and similar to the call, you've decided to go back to Portugal to record the album with uh, Daniel once again. Mm -hmm. uh, was anyone else considered to produce Hidden Evolution? Or to you guys, does it only make sense at this point in time to work with Daniel? Yeah, uh, let, let's see that it's like, um, it would be something uh, not responsible for our side if we if we did choose to to make it with other with other guy. I mean, it's like Daniel Cardoso with all these years working with him, he just became uh, he was growing up and he he was so interested in the band. He nowadays we can say that he even is part of the band in this way. So we wanted to do it again with with him. There was no other choices. It was like. Uh, you know, we, we were in a point right now with Hidden Evolution with this album that we we are risking a lot, and and I think that it, it wouldn't be a good idea trying to choose other studio and other producer for that. Uh, so I, I thought we thought that the best thing to do was uh, working with him again, of course, asking him before if he wanted to to work with us again, and of course he said, "Come on, guys, I'm I'm, I'm fucking looking forward for that for for working with you in this way." So since we're a band that we're always growing up, always uh, learning new things, trying to be more professional, learning from other people, and Daniel Cardoso is the same. He is uh, always trying to to improve himself, uh, uh, not only as musician, but as a producer and even composer and all that stuff. So we talked to him again, and he said, guys, move your ass right now to Portugal, and let's start to, to prepare this new album with you. And, and and we're so happy with the final result. I think that, that we got it. And as I told you before, it's like right now, Daniel Forest is like a very, very close friend. He's like part of family. He's like a, a member more of, of I guess, about three that this way. So that's why we decided to 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 contact him again. And I'm pretty sure that maybe in the future we will do the same thing. Let's see. Okay. And were there any goals that you had or the band had for this album or that Daniel had in mind when you guys went into the studio, something that you guys wanted to do to sort of turn the screw and bring things up a notch with the band? Well, uh, I wouldn't say that they are goals or limits in this way. The, we always uh, want to to work in the way that we, we want to make our best uh, not thinking about goals. Uh, the main thing that we're always trying to do is not to to make the same mistakes we made in the past because every band know what you are doing wrong uh, when you are uh, recording a new album. So you are always taking notes of what you did wrong and what you're not going to, to repeat in the future uh, as we did, uh, Daniel, do as well. So I think it's the, it's the main thing in, in this case. Uh, there's not a huge difference. There's not uh, in, in in the way of composing songs and saying, okay, let's let's try to make uh, an album like this, or let's try to make songs like that, or no, everything is so natural in in this way. We just uh, let our creativity uh, flow, 
and try to do our best in this way. Uh, I, I would say that maybe some technical things and, and things in producing and mixing the album, we wanted to make this album the, the more natural it can be. Uh, for example, in, in drums, we wanted uh, real natural drums, no triggers, no software, nothing, uh, just microphones and the real sound of the of the drums, for example. The same for guitars, because uh, especially the last years, uh, every band seems to be, uh, which I include uh, ourselves, we want to be more powerful, and when you put your CD on the on the on the stereo, you want to blow your brains and trying to make it more powerful in, in other ways. Uh, the same with vocals, for example. The vocals are the most natural vocals I, I ever recorded in this way, and and I can't be more happy with the with the final result because it's a very very natural album. But I think it's the best sound and the best production we we ever got. Yeah, with. The vocals really stood out to me, similar to the call. They they stood out because it seemed as if the vocals rose above from what you'd done in the past. And I think with this album, the vocals have even eclipsed what what you did with the call. And they aren't the same. They're they're slightly different than what they were in the past. You guys have tried um, things that maybe you didn't do on on other albums, and I think that that has really sort of stood out uh, on the first few listens of the album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with uh, with vocals, I would say that maybe it's just a natural thing that, of course, every year we're touring more and more, so my voice uh, is uh, uh, more getting used to 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 sing, and I think I'm improving myself in, in this way. And, for example, I remember in the call we were uh, using some effects on vocals and recording a lot of vocals for making them more... Uh, powerful and more groovy, but this time it's only one vocal there and a couple of baking vocals over there, so it's very very natural in this way. So I really liked the, this way. Uh, to be honest, in the in the beginning, in the first mixes, I was not very sure about that. I was thinking that uh, maybe it was a mistake, but nowadays I'm, I'm so sure that uh, we did the the right thing with this, uh, doing the vocals in this way, and that's not such a huge difference. I, even I would say that. For me, vocals, uh, the sound of the vocals are m much better than, than the previous album. Now. And of course, in the, in, the other, in the other hand, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm Spanish, I'm not English, uh, I'm not a very, very uh, good uh, English speaker. So that's w one thing that uh, we are always taking care about that, trying to, to improve my own English, my own pronunciation with Daniel Cardoso as well. And trying to to make it better and writing better lyrics in this way, trying to to make it more uh, perfect in this way. So I'm 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 so happy with the with the final result of of everything. I think that that the improvements we made, we we just did it everything more natural, but in the in the same way, we did it much better than than before. The soloing is something that has always stood out to me with the band. And in my opinion, it has always put uh, Angela Sepatrida over top a lot of the younger thrash bands that have received a lot of notoriety. Uh, with this album, again, I think that you guys have outdone previous albums' solo work. They're solos for, uh, for example, Wanders Forever and um, the one for I Owe You Nothing, and even the intro to First World of Terror just things that really stand out and really 
to me, make the, the band sound like a really top-notch band that, although you may not receive the same notoriety, it does show that the band has talent and the potential that a lot of other bands that are on Metal Hammer or whatever other big international magazine, that you guys are right up there in, in quality. Yeah, well, uh, I, I don't think I'm the, the right person to talk about that. <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, of course, I love our music, and I think that we're trying to, to, to mix everything that we really like, and we're not, uh, we try not to, to fall into the, the typical creatures of, of making metal music. I mean, we're not a pure trust metal band in this way, but I mean, it's like maybe even we can say that we're not a trust metal band. So depending on what people think about what trust metal music is. Uh, <clears throat> so that, that's why we don't care about making very catchy choruses and making other groovy parts or why not? It's like a, that's what we like to do. And of course, you know that David is a, it's, it's crazy with, with guitars. Every year is is getting crazy more and more. It's like, come on, dude, stop learning more guitar. You know, it's, it's like as you say, the for example, the solo in in All You Nothing is just crazy. It's, it's crazy that the way he is playing guitar. So and and the rest of the of the band, we're trying to to improve ourselves like he is doing. So I think that that mix is like the, the make our music the way it is. But in the other hand, it's like there are people that maybe they are expecting other kind of music when they 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 heard about Angus Apatrida like a thrash metal band. They, they as you said, maybe they think that we're going to be another down band playing fast music and just talking about beard and this and this and doing uh, the fastest songs that we can and it's not our philosophy of this way we, we're a metal band we're a heavy metal band okay it's thrash metal band and, and the, in the end it's heavy metal and we want to to play uh the music we we would love to hear in other bands so all the bands we love all the music we love uh, since we were kids we're just trying to put it in on our music that's why it's not the most original music in the world of course and and we will never say it we're just another metal music that i think is it's for me it's my favorite band of course okay cool um in the past you guys have done a bunch of different covers and in between the call and Hidden evolution you guys did a rendition of Machine Heads Old. Uh, did you guys ever think of including that or any other covers on this album? Uh, on Hidden Evolution, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, actually, the the, the special edition of the of the CD comes with a Deep Purple cover, How uh, Highway Star song. It's uh, included in the in the limited edition. Yeah, of course. You know that we love to to play covered songs, not only in in recording albums, but uh, playing social life, we, we love to play it. Uh, it's something that we still keep since we were kids. And this time we just choose the this Highway Start song because it's, it's, it's amazing. It's one of the best songs ever. I mean, it's like uh, Deep Purple is one of the fathers of heavy metal. And this song is so powerful that we say, can you imagine this song, how we sung with a... Uh, with uh, double drums and this way and these guitars and this, okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's see how it sounds. So that's what we did with with this new this new cover we we're coming up with the uh, Purple's Highway Star. Well, I I didn't know that that was gonna be released and 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 I apologize for not knowing beforehand what the label provided to me didn't include that. Yeah, so. yeah of course, of course. <laughs> the, the, I think it's only the standard version of the, of the album. So 
So in, yeah. uh, in the special edition of, of the CD, I think it's uh, included. Yeah. What else is on the special edition? Is there anything else besides Highway Star? Yeah, but uh, it it comes with this uh, bonus track, and as well it comes in a, like a deluxe edition, you know, with a slip case or card. You know, it's like more much more beautiful CD. But uh, in the other hand, you can you got the vinyl, which includes uh, the all, as well the CD version inside the, the vinyl. So it's like two pieces that I think is is really worth to to get it. Very cool. Speaking of covers, the the cover of the album of Hidden Evolution mm-hmm. uh, is is something else that's very over the top, uh, with with the imagery of the astronaut and the fire and the heads and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys have any say in how the cover was going to look? Did you was that presented to you by? The label with other covers to choose from. How did you hook up with the artist? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. No, uh, uh, we wanted to make that kind of cover. Uh, we were searching for uh, for an artist for this new album, and uh, we were we were always in love with Yula, with the artist uh, who was working in the latest album of Annihilator, Destruction, Creator, and Stradivarius, and all that band. So I really we really liked that that kind of of covers. So we started to talk to him about the 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 main concept of the of the cover, which makes uh, which has a lot of, has a lot of to lot of to do with the with the title of the album, with Hidden Evolution, and especially with the song, with the lyrics. Uh, so we tried to put all the the elements of of the song because uh, everything talks about conspiracies in the world, uh, like hidden evolution of the. Uh, with uh, large corporations and the governments of the first world countries try to hide from human race um, because there's no business in doing this or doing that. So, for example, I always talk about the thing with with Nikola Tesla, uh, who invented the free electricity for everybody, but of course there's no business on that, so <laughs> we're not going to do that. Or running motorbikes or cars with just with water. Uh, so, for example, uh, we asked the, the the artist to to take care about one Spanish story about uh, an inventor of the 30s here in Spain that he had to move to France because of the civil war because he was a Republican, and he invented the spacesuit, and it was. Funny, let's say funny. The uh, he got contact with the USA uh, because the USA wanted to to contract this guy for working for them for the NASA, but he refused. And it's a black story over there that bad tongues say that uh, people from the USA just um, uh, people from the NASA uh, stole the powders of the of a space suitcase. And that's why it was a really, really uh, interesting story when I when I heard. I don't know if it's totally true, but it was really interesting to read it. So we 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 told the guy to to put some some things like that on the cover, and I think he made a, a a very very good job with that. You know, it's like finally the concept of everything is like the uh, the rich people, especially governments and all that stuff, that they want to be more rich and more rich and get all the money and get all the business. 
finally uh, the world is going to be fucked up and, and it's like a post-apocalypse uh, city where uh, when there is one guy there the only thing that he has to do is just eat other humans and burning knowledge you know it's the guy is burning the, the books over there and burning the money for for warming up because it's the the only meaning for that money just uh burning it because there's no, no nothing more to to buy and nothing more so it's like a mix of a lot of things over there in into that 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 thing that i really love to to talk about all these conspiracies and, and things all over the world awesome i didn't, I didn't know that 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 actually happened with uh with the Spanish inventor. I figured like uh if if there is someone interested in that, the the name of the guy was uh, Emilio Herrera. Uh, just let me check it again. I think it was Emilio Herrera. Uh yes. Yeah, Emilio Herrera. It was an Spanish scientist and even it was like a military engineer. Yeah, yeah. Actually, so if someone is interested in this story, it's very, very interesting, actually. But... Makes sense. I guess I figure if, if they didn't steal it directly from him, I'm sure uh, one of the Nazi scientists that helped start up NASA might have stolen the uh, the information from here in Spain somehow. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. and, and talking about conspiracies and all that stuff, I don't know, but... For example, the the inventor of the that's supposed to, to be the inventor of the of the spaceship uh, it was a Nazi guy uh, who invented the V2 rocket for the for the German uh, army in the in the Second World War. There are a lot of yeah. things there. Yeah, a lot of things over there. So interesting. Yeah. No. Absolutely. There's. I've seen plenty of documentaries with how. After basically Germany was falling, it was just a a race between the the U.S. and Russia to see how many scientists they could each take back with them to uh, to basically take what the Nazis were doing and use it for their own. Yes, uh, absolutely. But in the, in the other hand, it's like okay, you were fighting against the Nazis, and that uh, after the the war, you are going to hook one of the Nazis for working for you. <laughs> how does it work? <laughs> That shows that money is is above everything uh, else. Eden evolution, man. <laughs> there you go. So, um, the also with everything that we're talking about, given the state of Spain today, that we both know, and and like you're saying with the hidden evolution, there are so many things that we're not being told, or that the general public isn't aware of. Mm. Uh, like the Romans would say, uh, you know, they're giving us. Bread and circus. Bread and circus, yeah, of course. So, um, the lyrics for you this time around, I'm sure, were not that difficult to put together given the situation in the country. Absolutely, and and you got it. Actually, you were so right. Uh, in the song "Immortal," uh, I talk about the situation in Spain right now, and I use the word "bread and circuses," and I, I say "bread and circuses" for the suffocating masses. So it's like, yeah. You know, it's like keeping the people on a leash in this way, but uh, I show you how to uh, football club Barcelona or Real Madrid playing soccer right now and this way and this and this, and I give you a little, but I take you take from you much more. Uh, it, it, but it always happens, always happens in, in, in the first world countries. So it's happening everywhere, not only in Spain. But here it's like they are not ashamed to do it. You know, here in Spain, it's like the government is like doing it. They are not ashamed of what they're doing. They, they, they even don't hide themselves doing these things. It's crazy. 
and they keep getting reelected. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Salud, come on, we're going to to be part of this uh, history of the. I think this government is going to be in the in the history books like the dumbest and most stupid government ever. <laughs> Because and sometimes I think that they even they are not bad people. They are just stupid and retarded, really. Because it's crazy what's happening here. I, I, I don't know. It's 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 definitely a, a, a big shame, and I, I may have mentioned this to you in the past. Uh, a magazine like The Economist has voted Spain the most uh, to have the most amount of organized crime year after year for like the last five six years because the politicians and the bankers are the ones that are directly stealing everything. Like you're saying, it's all in broad daylight. They aren't even hiding the fact mm -hmm. that they're stealing or, or raising. Electrical rates by seventy percent from one year to another, and so anyway. Yeah, anyway, man. <laughs> back to the music here. Um, you guys toured Japan not mm -hmm. too long, ago, and just seeing pictures uh, that you guys were posting uh, just looked really cool. And um, I wanted to ask what it was like to be in in Japan in those dates that you guys did. Well, it was like, uh, it was like, of course, like a dream come true. But behind there, uh, the the first thing that came to my mind was like behind into Blade Runner movie. It was exactly the same. Yeah, it was everything so strange, so crazy, but at the same time so cozy and so cool. That it was like, wow, I want to be here forever. I want to live here. And especially when you meet the Japanese people, uh, they are so polite and so kind and, and so nice. This is it's crazy. Actually, we were touring there with the guys from Havoc, and and they said they they were saying the same. It's like, come on, it's the coolest place I've ever been in my in my life. You know, going in, in the center of Tokyo and watching that millions of people walking there and uh, huge buildings with all those lights everywhere, music everywhere. Crazy, crazy, and of course about music. The going there is, you know, it's like the other part of the, of the planet for us in Spain. It's like the other part of the planet, and going there and knowing that you got a lot of fans there, that everybody are waiting in line for taking a picture with you, bringing you some presents and some gifts, and and marching and and enjoying yourselves and buying your merchandise. It was like, oh my god, it was like a dream come true. I just can't wait to go back there. Yeah, really, it's like. It's like a therapy, even. It's like make makes you be in, uh, try to be better person going to Japan. Very cool. And how did how did that come about? Did Havoc want to take you guys along, or the promoters uh, wanted to bring you guys over? Well, I'm not sure how how did it happen, but I would say that <clears throat> I remember that we were touring with Havoc last year in December. We were in Italy, in Milan, and we got an email from from the Japanese uh, promoter uh, saying that hello guys, this is blah blah blah. Uh, I am the promoter of this tour, and we got a free slot, and we just wanted you to to join the tour. I was like, what? Okay, just uh, give me some minutes. I have to check my agenda. You know, it's like, what? You're crazy. Of course, we want to do that. And uh, I think I didn't talk to 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 the promoter about that, but I'm pretty sure that it was thanks for thanks to Havoc, because we were touring with them in in that time, and maybe they, they the guys from Japan just saw something on Facebook or something with uh, Havoc and Angelus Abatrida, and, and they checked the band and say, okay, we like them. That's why I think 
I, I don't know exactly what, what happened there, but of course I want to have it again <laughs> as soon as possible. Very cool. Hope that does happen for you guys again. Um, what is going to be happening is you guys are going to be touring Europe again um, in the new year with Suicidal Angels and Dr. Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of your favorite cities to play outside of Spain? Wow, there are a lot of them. To be honest, it's like every city is so different and it got their own special thing and their own feeling in this way. Uh, okay, to be quick in this way, I would say that oof, so difficult to say. I don't know. It's like um, going to France, Germany, uh, uh, Italy, Switzerland, they all got very, very different things. And I would say, for example, Munich, going to Munich is always awesome. It's like crazy people, always full-packed venues. And going, for example, to Paris or Toulouse or Milano or going to Prague, or, uh, I don't know. It's like it, it's very different every city and every country, but it's like every single city has the, its own magic on it. And, of course, uh, the thing that we're looking for the most in this way is uh, going to, to new countries for us. For example, this is the first time we're going to Croatia, Serbia, Bosnia, uh, Hungary, uh, it's like I, I can't wait to go there because I know that there are a lot of crazy motherfuckers there that I really want to meet that that people there and play there. So it's like everything is new in, in this way, and, and sometimes even going to the same city in the same country, it's it's uh, every time it's new. So let's see that I, I want to discover the the best city in Europe. I, I didn't discover the best city yet. Awesome. <laughs> Guillermo is raising the challenge. You have to show him what the best city in Europe is. <laughs> Let's say that the best city is Albacete, of course, my hometown. <laughs> um, a lot of bands from Spain don't tend to make the transition in throughout Europe. We've talked about this in the past, but they are able to get to Central and South America. I'm assuming it's because of uh, the language being the same. Um, do you think it's harder to actually be able to sustain and tour throughout Europe uh, than it is to actually make your way across the Atlantic and to get to Central and South America? Wow, it's a very, very difficult question. You know, this this matter, what happens here in Spain is that we got a huge bands, very, very good bands, and uh, maybe it's the language, I don't know, uh, because you got other examples like like Kramstein that they are singing in German, but they they are so big famous. But yeah, you you are so right. It's, uh, Spanish bands mostly singing in Spanish. They are just going here, uh, playing here, and going to Mexico and South America. <clears throat> Sometimes they go they go to to the USA, but mostly to Spanish spoken places. And but, I I don't know I don't know this way. How to how to explain it? Because for example, for us, we know that we got a lot of fans in Mexico and South America as well. But so far, we didn't get the chance to go there to 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 tour. And I think the fact of touring outside Spain and and being more active outside Spain, I think for us, the main thing is because we're with Central Media Records and we're able to to export our music 
in, in other way in this we're able to to bring our music to other people to promoters and, and other booking agencies that they 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 make uh take care about about the music in this way so i don't know what would happen if, if imagine one of the most uh important bands in spain which is warcry I don't know what would happen if they someday just sign with a with an international label in this way. Maybe they will be touring all over the world because they are good enough. Uh, I, I don't know what would happen. And, and sometimes it's like languages. Come on, here in Spain, I think uh, 80% of population doesn't understand a fucking shit about English. You know, and we are not, to be to be honest in this way, it's like it, no, nobody knows what the what this band is talking about in this song. You just like the music and the musicality of the of the vocals in this way. So I don't think that language should be a, a real problem in this way. I think it's maybe more, much more a, a problem about the promotion and, of course, about what the band uh, want to do because you know all these bands are are big enough for 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 behind touring only Spain and sometimes touring Mexico and and South America. But for us, it's totally the opposite. We we want to grow more and more and and visit as much as we can and and want to to we want to be everywhere and try to visit every continent and, and bring our music everywhere because okay we are a big band right now in Spain, but it's not enough for us. I mean it's like I think we got the power enough for for going for going outside from Spain and so far we we are very lucky. That, that we we signed with Century Media Records and we're uh, working with them <clears throat> almost five years and and I hope it will be m more years because we're really really happy of what is happening in the band. It's like a second uh, jump for a, just a way of saying that it's like uh, we're still very very young. We are 15 years old playing together. 15 years playing together. That we're still a, a young band in this way because you are going abroad and, and you and you just realize how big is the world in this way, you know. So I don't know exactly what the what's the problem in in this way. But uh, one thing I'm pretty pretty sure is that Spain nowadays have a huge metal scene with so fucking interesting new metal bands that I hope that in four or five years Spain will be uh, sporting bands to all over the world because it, it, it's crazy what's happening here with the new bands like Krisix, uh, Vita Imana, Tundra, and, and lots of other bands that they, are, they really deserve to, to be there. Cool. And, and actually, one of the things that I'm going to do with this episode is feature other bands from Spain as well. So we'll actually be checking out some of these Band that you mentioned. Uh, absolutely. If, if if you don't know them, for example, I would recommend you Tondra. That they they actually signed it with Century Media, I think, or a sub label of Century Media. They they are just instrumental band. They are crazy. Just uh, check it out, and yeah, yeah, we're in love with them. Awesome. Uh, another thing that you were talking about was the promoters. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to talk about was a festival that you guys have played a bunch of times, which is the Resurrection Festival here in Spain, which has slowly become the biggest festival here in Spain for for metal and and punk and, and things of that nature. You've had bands like Slayer, you've had bands like Lamb of God play, um, and you guys have played a bunch of times. Why has Resurrection Festival 
maintained itself while the sonospheres have come and gone, the um, Costa de Fuego, I believe it was called, that you guys mm-hmm. played with Guns N' Roses. They only did that one year. Um, there are so many other festivals that have gone away, but this one still, year after year, keeps getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, for, for me, Resurrection Fest is the crazy festival. It's like, uh, for me, it's my, it's my favorite festival ever. Uh, it's uh, hard to talk about that. Why there's no uh, a huge... Uh, festival in Spain for a long time that because we we got here every year you know that we got a huge festival that they are insane they're, the, the the lineups are just crazy it's it's awesome that that it's uh, as you say then Sunny's Fair Costa de Fuego in the past when we got the Metal Mania uh, they are not uh, continuing this this not like uh, I don't tradition for for that. Well, maybe I would say that because the companies that are making that kind of festival, like Sony Sphere or Costa Pro, they are not companies that they are working only for that. They are working for a lot of other things, other festivals and other um, and working on tours and all that stuff. So maybe it's because Resurrection Fest is people that started this from nothing. Because I know the guys from Resurrection Fest, and they started the festival from nothing. It started like a free festival of a small village in the north of Spain, and bringing the, his favorite bands, like uh, hardcore bands, like Mad Bull and Ratos de Porao and all that stuff. And step by step, it started to grow and grow and grow, and every year become bigger and bigger. And right now, it's like a it's one of the, the most important festivals in Europe right now. It's crazy, and I think it's the, the right formula for doing a metal festival. As you say, mixing, why why, why do we can't mix uh, metal with punk, with hardcore, with everything? Of course we can. Let's do it. It's, uh, it's the, the, the way for, for doing it better, because maybe you will discover other bands, or you can uh, take people from different... Uh, kinds of music and that's resurrection phase and, and that's why I love it because you you are there and and the feeling is like uh, very very good vibes in the in the weather everything is so cool very good feelings everywhere the people everything is is, is so nice I, I like it and I hope and I wish to them uh, very very luck with that because uh, it's really worth it and and I think this year it's gonna be awesome maybe we will have here our own Hellfest and back in and when somebody from from the from America uh, thinks about the European huge festival, we say, okay, there's Bakken, there's Hellfest, and there is Resurrection Fest. Yeah, it would be awesome. I, I honestly think that setting itself up that in a few years, it's it's gonna be on that level. I mean, it's it's obvious, and I think what you mentioned, the the, the small mentality building. And not being a corporation that has just sort of jumped in there to to say that they have something metal going on, so I, I think that that all has lent to you know the start of another major European festival, not only a major Spanish festival. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What are you guys currently listening to in the van? Is there anything that stands out that you guys have been digging lately? Ooh. Let's see, because we all got different. Uh, we we mostly listen to the same music, but we sometimes listen to different things. That 
Um, maybe I don't like that band, and David doesn't like my band, and all that stuff. But for example, in when we are touring, uh, mostly the the things we are we are listening classic things that we all like. We all like, for example, Iron Maiden is a must-have in our band, <laughs> of course. And I would say Slayer, Pantera, of course, all the big ones. But lately, for example, I'm a big fan of Foo Fighters, and the last album is sounding in the band so much. So, uh, for example, the, the the last album from Mastodon, which is just crazy and it's amazing, it's uh, sounding as well over there. So we're always trying to to bring new music uh, and, and new albums and you know that stuff for the band. But finally, somehow we always go back to the to the roots. You know, we we we're just putting the seventh song from Iron Maiden or going to Cowboys from Hell from Barcelona. Always happens, especially in the long drives. Cool. And I was going to ask you what some of your favorite albums were from this year. Um, so you really like the the last Mastodon and Foo Fighters, then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, especially the one from Mastodon. Uh, I must say that the one from Foo Fighters uh, uh, got me a bit cold. And I think the that the other one is is much better. I don't remember the name of the one. It's uh, uh, Wasting Light, I think. Wasting Light right. was uh, just an amazing. I know that it's, uh, it's not metal. I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> but I love Foo Fighters. Uh, I'm I'm trying to get used to the, to that new album. It, it's very good, but I think it's not good enough. Like the uh, Wasting Light. That, for example, uh, the the last one from Mastodon is is it's amazing. Uh, it, it's crazy. I, actually, I was watching them uh, live uh, this weekend, this past weekend in Madrid, and it was one of the best shows I, I have seen this year. Uh, the same with Machine with Machine Head, for example. The album is it's amazing. The, the new album is I really like it. And I was watching them like one month ago, and perfect show. It's like wow, crazy, crazy. Awesome. I, I think with the Foo Fighters, I, I don't think it's as good as Wasting Light, but I think if you tie it in with the uh, documentary that Dave Grohl did, I think it 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 sort of takes the music to a different level in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I need to to be more into that and I, I need to listen into more. But I, I think it's very, very good. And maybe it's not as catchy as uh, as a wasting life. But I think it's good enough. And of course if you understand all what is behind the album. Yeah, absolutely. If you can take guitar lessons from anyone that's either alive or dead, who would you pick? Live or dead? Of course, Dimebag Daughter. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you knew it. <laughs> you already knew it. <laughs> I just wanted to ask for the hell of it, just in case if there was something strange you were going to say. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. I always would, 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 would ask my master, Dimebag Daughter, of course, or Randy Rhodes. Or maybe both. <laughs> Sharing both pictures. Yeah, would be awesome. And if I if I had to, to, to take lesson from a, from a live one, I would say Sad Quiet. Yes, I would. Absolutely. If you were able to be present at the recording of any album throughout the history of recorded music, what album would you pick? Wow. Come on, dude. It's <laughs> so difficult. Just one? Wow. I will be in lots of albums. I would like to be in lots of albums. Um, maybe I would say recording... Rust in Peace from Megadeth, just only to to see what happened when they were recording the uh, Angar 18. What happened with with when they were recording the solos? <laughs> because it's crazy that song. I would love to be there. 
Do you have any predictions as to who who comes into Megadeth now? Well, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't know what's going on in Megadeth right now. Actually, I was watching them this year as well, and oof. Uh, it's one of my favorite bands, and to be honest, the, the, the show was horrible. And I, I think that there is one thing that can save Megadeth right now, and it should be a reunion with uh, Marty Friedman and Nick Mensa, but I'm pretty sure that it's not going to happen. But, well, maybe. Who knows? It was uh, it happened with Judas Priest, so maybe it will happen with Megadeth. But I don't know. It's like I think that they are losing the essence of Megadeth. They they already lose lost the essence some many years ago. But let's see, maybe a reunion of the original uh, Megadeth, uh, you know, with Marley Freeman and, and Nick Mensa. Maybe it will save Megadeth. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I better try not to think about that. Awesome. I want to thank you for your time and doing the interview. Um, where can people contact you and keep up with the band? Uh, well, first of all, thanks to you, uh, Victor, and I really appreciate your time and thanks for, for uh, this interview. And of course, uh, we're on Facebook, like everybody's on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com, uh, Angelus of Patrida. Well, we got our uh, official website, sangilosapatrida.com. But we're mostly on Facebook, always putting putting things, videos, uh, pictures, all that stuff over there. We're trying to interact with people every day on, on Facebook because it's funny and and we really like it. So anything you if anybody want, wants to to know about the band, we're always there and we're trying always to to update the the Facebook page and even sometimes putting funny stuff and all that stuff. So we, we are over here. Excellent. Uh, wish you a lot of luck on the upcoming tour and release of the album. The album comes out in January uh, throughout the world, actually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It starts in Europe on the 19th of January, but I think uh, to the USA is coming on 27th, if I'm right. I don't remember right now. But yeah, during the, those two weeks in, in January, uh, the album is coming out. So, hey, this is uh, Guillermo Izquierdo from Angelo Zapatrida, and you are listening to Mars Attacks Radio.
little sound sample there of the track Wanderers Forever coming off of the forthcoming Hidden Evolution by Angela Sapatrida. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview uh, with Guillermo. It was a lot of fun to catch up with him and uh, hopefully get to see them real soon. Was actually supposed to see them a few weeks ago and was not able to. Uh, just some nuttiness going on here with my furnace. Had the furnace put in and uh, I was just doing all types of crazy shit and until I got a tech to come out and look at it um, I sort of <laughs> wasn't wasn't exactly um, at ease at leaving my family at home without heat and um, and with all this just crazy shit going on so uh, anyway hopefully get to see them next time around. I uh, want to thank Guillermo for coming on. want to also thank Century Media for setting that up. Nikki over there, she's always great with uh, hooking me up with bands. And um, uh, again, uh, support the band. Purchase Hidden Evolution when it does come out. Uh, they have released two very cool videos. They released a lyrical uh, video for Architects earlier this week. And um, they actually have one for... I believe it's Endman, double-checking <laughs> online. Um, not prepared for this at all. But, uh, yeah, it is Endman. Very cool video. Um, it pertains to the whole spacesuit thing, or it's actually tied in there, the whole spacesuit uh, with the cover and uh, what we discussed during the video about the post-apocalyptic type theme there. Uh, very unique looking. Got a kick out of it. But anyway, we're going to end the uh, show with this track. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, see you next time. Catch you next time, or however you want to say it. Right here on the Mars Attacks podcast.
Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 